live and local. This is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Open for the end zone. It's a Saints touchdown. Streaming live on 1037 The Game mobile app and online at 1037thegame.com. This is the Jordy Holtberg Show. Hey, baby, we're going to be here all day. Call us up at 337-706-0111. I like this kind of party. Now, here's your host, Jordy Holtberg. Great good afternoon, and it is Friday. Yes, it is Friday, March 18th, the year 2022. It's been a long week. It seems like I don't know if that's because of the time change or whatever, but it has been a long, long week. And we are um, it's like we're going to the beach and we're in, in, in the mobile tunnel and I can see that light ahead. We're almost to the finish line. And uh, we got a lot to talk about today with a plethora of guests. LSU's quest for a national championship begins today in Milwaukee. Tigers are a four and a half point favorite over Iowa State. How much of a factor will not having Will Wade play in this? What is the attitude? What is the mood of this club? They've got to be excited to play. I mean, come on. It's the NCAA tournament. Um, but And you can see anything can happen. How about them Kentucky Wildcats? Wow. A two seed in St. Peter's. The Peacocks beat the Kentucky Wildcats. Never Ever, ever. You knew, if you listen to this show, you know, I thought Kentucky was was going to be in the national championship game and maybe win it all. So there you go. How about fifth seed at Iowa? Bye-bye. Uh, upsets left and right. So you never, ever truly know um, what's going to happen uh, along these lines. So to give you an up date on uh today's games purdue leads yale 46 33 at the half texas tech all over montana state just getting underway in the second half they're up 57 to 25 ohio state ended uh uh, Loyola of Chicago is hopes with a 54-41 win. Uh, Auburn, no troubles as they took care of Jacksonville State. It was tight early, and then all of a sudden, Auburn just went on a, on a blitzkrieg to end the first half, and the game was over. They beat Jacksonville State 80-61. to Alabama getting ready to take on... Uh, Notre Dame at around 3.15 this afternoon. So um, we shall see. But the, the shocker of the shockers is Kentucky getting beaten. Wow. Still no news. Uh, by the way, we'll go out to Milwaukee. Uh, John Brady will join us uh, and get his uh, his views on what, what's this team's attitude what is what have you sensed what have you seen from them how have practices gone how's kevin nickelberry running this team as compared to tony bedford a couple of years ago uh how's that how's that all working out so we'll head out to uh milwaukee for that ben mcdonald will join us uh, he'll be on the call of the game for lsu and texas a&m as they open up southeastern conference play tonight at the uh, at the box, Skip Bertman Field. So we'll we'll deal with that. Um, 
Larry Holder will join us in hour number two still. I mean, how long is Deshaun Watson going to hold the Saints and the Falcons hostage? Uh, I mean, nobody can do anything until this decision is made. And as I speak right now, no decision has been made. Meanwhile, a big decision, Devontae Adams, no longer a Green Bay Packer. Um, they have now traded him to the Las Vegas Raiders for some draft picks. So Aaron Rodgers' main go-to guy traded. Uh, they spent a lot of money on Aaron Rodgers. Did they have enough money left for Devontae Adams? Yeah. I don't think they did, and that's the price you pay for doing business. So a little bit of that. We'll have George Faust from KLFY, all things on the Rage and Cajuns. George Becknell uh, will join us as well, and we'll we'll make some picks. We'll talk about this NCAA uh, tournament. So that is what is on the docket today. Meanwhile, the New Orleans Pelicans will take on a very important game tonight against the San Antonio Spurs. The Spurs have already beaten the Pelicans twice this year. Uh, the final stretch of the regular season is going to be really, really interesting. 13 regular season games to, to go. The Pelicans trail the ninth place Lakers by one game. They hold a one and a half game lead over both Portland and San Antonio. Of those four teams, only two will earn spots in the West end of the season play in tournament. Say, uh, the Pelicans will face San Antonio twice, including once tonight. They'll play the Lakers twice and they'll play Portland once. They can control their own fate if they play. So every game is important. CJ McCullum missed two games in the past week dealing with a minor case of COVID-19. He said he was rusty in his return to the court Tuesday against the Phoenix Suns, but after a practice on Thursday, McCullum said he felt much, much better. He said he got a good lift in, uh, and his legs feel a whole lot better. Meanwhile, that's the good news. The bad news is still no Brandon Ingram, um, who has been who's been out for a while with that hamstring injury, and he's going to miss tonight's game as well. That's his sixth consecutive game with this right hamstring strain. Uh, so they don't have him. It looks like Devontae Graham will be out with a right hip issue and Jose Alvarado with a left finger laceration. Both of those listed as questionable. Uh, the Pelicans have a one in four record in the games. Ingram has missed with that hamstring. They're three and 16 overall without him in the lineup this season. Um, so to win tonight, they have to defend better than they did the last time they faced the Spurs, which was a 124-114 win by San Antonio um, back on February 12th. In that game, both McCullum and Ingram played, but San Antonio was just better. So they've got to buckle down defensively. If the Spurs were to win, they hold a head-to-head tiebreaker over the Pelicans should the teams finish the regular season with identical records. So a very, very important game there. Um I, you know, there's so much rumor and so much innuendo and so much speculation on this uh, Deshaun Watson situation. I, I don't know what to believe. I'm not going to believe until it comes from reputable sources. Uh, but, man, it's um, he would make the Saints a contender. Uh, 
There's no question about that. But is he coming? I don't know. Meanwhile, the Saints will sign the San Francisco 49er lineman who broke Drew Brees' ribs back in 2020 on a, on a pass rushing hit that uh, knocked him out. Um, defensive lineman Contavious Street became the second edition of free agency Thursday afternoon when he reached an agreement with the Saints. Uh, the Pro Football Network was the first to report the nose, uh, news. Street sprint three seasons with the 49ers. He appeared in 35 games. He recorded all three of his career sacks last season while playing 32.4% of the defensive snaps as a rotational defensive lineman. Um yeah, he he should probably play in that backup role and fill-in role um, along the way. So there you go. Ryan Nielsen, the Saints co-defensive coordinator, defensive line coach, coach street for three seasons at North Carolina State. Um, his final season under Nielsen's guidance, five and a half sacks, nine tackles for loss. In 2016, the Niners selected Street in the fourth round of the 2018 draft. So there you have it. All right. That's just some of your headlines of the day. we got a busy day planned for you and yours. We'll take our first time out of the day. When we come back to Milwaukee, we go. John Brady will be on the call of the game here on a game that you can watch and listen to right here on 103.7 The Game. As the LSU men's basketball team begins its run in the NCAA tournament, taking on Iowa State in the first round. You can listen to all the action here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. Tip scheduled for 620 tonight. Tigers, Cyclones. You win, you move on. You lose, you snooze. Make sure to tune into the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles for LSU Hoops. John Brady joins us next in Milwaukee for a preview after this timeout. On the Jordy Hilpert Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. He's been a star on the hardwood and in the broadcast chair. So what's the secret to the Blonde Bomber's success? Easy. Taking time to work on his tan. You love mouth. Back to more of the tanned and talented Jordy Holtberg on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. And we're back at 14 minutes after the hour. Big night tonight as LSU begins its uh, journey in the NCAA tournament. They're in Milwaukee for a 6-20 tip against the uh, Iowa State Cyclones. The Tigers a 6 seed, the Cyclones an 11 seed. Um, John Brady took the LSU Tigers to the final four back in 2006. Great memories. What a ball club that was. He'll be on the call of the game as the color analyst on the LSU sports radio network. And he joins us live from Milwaukee. How's the weather in Milwaukee, John? How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. The weather was good when we got here. Now it's dropped down to what Milwaukee is. It's about 37 right now and kind of overcast, but uh, wind's blowing a little bit, so it's not real comfortable outside. But uh, feels good inside this hotel, though. 
There you go. There you go. Um, okay. There's a lot of keys to games and all, but one of the main things are the, are these tigers going to be mentally there tonight? You have been with this team. You've traveled with them. Uh, you've seen mm-hmm. them in the hotel. You've seen them on the practice court. What, what is your sense of how this team is under these most unusual of circumstances? Well, I, I think we'll be able to tell the first six or eight minutes of the game for sure where we yeah. are uh, and how we uh, start and approach our play. But, you know, I went to the press conference and I heard uh, I heard Xavier Pinson and and, uh, and Ethan and, and uh, Darius Days at the press conference and they and uh, sat back there and listened. And uh, they all said the right things. Uh, they handled it really well. Uh, they understood it. You know, days went through this two years ago. Yeah, uh, crazy. When Bedford was the coach and took over for Will when he was suspended. Now he's the only one who's done it. But uh, you know, young people today could be pretty resilient, and and I think that's one of the keys uh, is where are we mentally and emotionally uh, in our preparation to play this right. game tonight. Now, uh, in a normal situation, looking at the, the the Iowa State team compared to our team, I think we beat them. Uh, mm-hmm. Now the the edge is uh, where we are mentally and emotionally because I think the rest of it, when you look at what they've done, what they've accomplished, they only have two players who can really score it. Um, you know, I think we're a better team, uh, but we'll see how we open up the first six or eight minutes. Um, but I think in a normal situation, we rent we win it tonight without Coach Wade. There is depending on how the players respond, Jordy. <laughs> Yeah, no, no question about it. I've never been in that situation, so I, I have nothing to, to base it upon. We're just going to have to wait and see. Uh, how has Kevin Nickelberry handled all of this? You were there when, when Coach Benford did it um, a couple of years ago. Uh, how has Coach Nickelberry handled these most unusual of circumstances? Well, I, I, I think he's been himself, and that's one thing he said. I went to his press conference as well and just sat in the back of the room to just observe. Uh, mm-hmm. And he's just going to be himself. And, you know, he's an older older coach, 57 or so years old, so been a head coach for 17 or 18 years at two different uh, small Division One schools. And he and, Fran, he and, he and uh, Will had a relationship going back a number of years, and, and that's why he came here as kind of a mentor to – to, to guide him through some things. And, and uh, so he's just going to be himself. He did he did answer one question really well, I thought. Some New York Times guy tried to get him to go into he and Will's relationship and talk about why he would come to LSU under a cloud of, uh, of whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. He's been following the program for three years now. And, and he says, you know, that, that's not the time. This isn't the time and place to talk about that. We're gonna, we'll push that for another time. There'll be other opportunities to discuss that right now. You know, we're concerned about how our players respond and how they're going to play. And I thought that was an appropriate yeah. way to deflect that and not get into it, uh, yeah. you know, the day before the game. Those dadgum media people, they'll dig. They'll try and get anything for a soundbite. I'm telling you, we, we will, shame we? on them. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 um, okay, back to the players on the court. Uh, it's it's amazing. Um, I, I don't know um, anything about Iowa State. I I don't know TJ Otzelberger from A Man in the Moon. All I know is they won two games a year ago, and they won a whole lot more this year. What a remarkable turnaround! 
Yeah, he's done a really nice job, and, and he had a, he had a couple of transfers come in there as well. That transfer portal can transform your team overnight if you if you get lucky or you use it in the right way. You know, the the, the thing about them though, they're seven and eleven uh, in the Big Twelve. They started yeah. thirteen and one. They mm-hmm. lost seven of their last eleven games though, and and they got beat in the first game in the conference tournament by Texas Tech, seventy two to forty one. Wow. So they tailed off at the end, and they got two players. It's Brockington's a transfer. Hunter's uh-huh. a freshman of the year in the, in the Big 12, a point guard. Between those two guys, Jordy, they probably – this team averages 63 points a game. They account for almost half their points. So uh, either scoring it or through an assist or whatever the case may be. So if, if LSU can, can take those two guys out uh, – or make them uncomfortable and make somebody else beat them. You know, the other three starters, one averages nine, one averages six, the other one averages five. So there's not a lot of guys out there used to scoring in double figures. So if LSU can can take those guys out a little bit, make somebody else score, keep them in a half court, you know, I, th- I think we got a chance to win the game if, if we're emotionally and mentally ready to right. go. And, you know, you mentioned uh, John Brady with us live from uh, Milwaukee, where LSU will take on Iowa State. Now, you mentioned how Iowa State started off 13-1, and then they were 5-7 and seven their last 12 games. Kind of sounds like LSU that was 16-1 and one at one point in time and then finished out 6-10. and 10. And both of these clubs, from everything I've – everyone I've talked to and, and what I've seen, man, they rely on defense. Um Man, first one to sixty-five wins this thing. Yeah, I, I got it. I, I got it. At, at, if we can get seventy, I think we. I think we're going to be fine. You know, they, okay. this team averages sixty-three points a game. They give up sixty-eight in league play. They they just shoot forty-two percent from the floor, and here's they give up forty-six percent. So they're a good defensive team, but if you give up forty-six percent shooting in league play. That's not a real great number in terms yeah. of field goal stat to hold people to. So, and they they only shoot thirty three thirty percent from the from the from the floor. And, and here's a stat that I think could be a difference in the game. Jordy, they shoot eighty two less free throws in league play than their opponents, and they only shoot sixty five percent. Wow! So wow. If, if if they get to the line and don't make them and shoot less than the opponents. That's an advantage for LSU because we have a tendency to get to the free throw line, and we and lately we have made our free throws when we've gotten fouled. John, you've had a lot of experience playing in in these types of games where the whole world is watching. Um, Xavier Pinson's a veteran. Darius Days is a veteran. Terry East, I don't think anything bothers him. But uh, how do you handle the emotion of the moment and get your team? Obviously, Kentucky didn't handle it well, and St. Peter's figured out a way and beat them in overtime. A shocker. One of the all-time shockers. How do you handle the emotion of the moment and, and still get your team to play at the highest level that they can it's not easy I, th- I think you just keep the routine of what you've been doing I don't think you change it I don't think you overplay it I don't think you okay. underplay it but I certainly don't think you 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 make it any bigger than they know that it is and I always give players credit they know the moment they know what's at stake you just go through your regular routine and keep them uh, on point to what you've been doing to this point you don't you don't change it. You don't you don't add to it. You just do what you've been doing. The moment they realize it, you've got to do everything you can to make them concentrate. Just like we played 
two weeks ago at Arkansas or whatever the case may be. You do uh-huh. the same thing, the same routine, and I think that builds some confidence in the system of what you've applied. And, and, and you know, Coach Nickelberry has tried to do that with this team this week. I'm not asking um, – I've got to ask the question. Devin Ree, one of the uh, recruits that LSU had committed, a four-star small mm-hmm. forward, he decommitted. And then just mm-hmm. yesterday, Julian Phillips, the number 18 overall prospect in this class, uh, reopened his recruiting as well. Um, I would mm-hmm. imagine there's going to be a lot of players uh, that are going to – go elsewhere because of what's happening because they don't know what the circumstances are going to be at LSU for next season because the NCAA is going to take their time and and then we'll know when we know. Um, you, you've been a coach. You understand what these things are like. Um, is this going to be a difficult hire for LSU and Scott Woodward? Well, I think Scott's going to go this approach. I think he's he only wants to hire one coach, you know, and it's been some talk about some other avenues. But here's what I think he'll do. Uh, whatever the probation comes, whether it's one year or two years or whatever the case may be, I think he's going to add that on to the contract. Instead of the okay. traditional four-year contract, he may go a six-year contract, pay him $4 million a year, guarantee $24 million, and, and that'll turn a lot of coaches' heads. When you start guaranteeing money and get through and you're going backing through a probationary period, I, I think that's going to turn a lot of guys' heads, and I think that's the direction that he's headed. I, I think there are two things that LSU's going to fight. I think one of them is institutional control. I think right. they're going to fight the NCAA on that one. And the second thing, the caveat they need to keep, where you, then you have a chance to sign some players, is keep postseason play. If they yes. take postseason play away, and with this transfer pull to make players transfer or allow them to transfer easily, I think that could create some real problems. So uh, as long as you have the, the opportunity of postseason play after they, they take away a scholarship or two or whatever the case may be, I think postseason still gives you a chance uh, yeah. to put a team together that can be competitive. Yeah, if you don't have postseason play, wow. Um, get, uh, calling out the student body. Got any guys that played high school ball for a year? Come play for <laughs> us because uh, there won't be anybody coming. And that's and, and we won't know for a while. So, boy, you're really handcuffed in this situation. You are, but I think I think the way around it is the, is the approach that uh, Scott Woodward's going to use. You know, just add on years, yeah. guarantee those yeah. years, uh, pay a guy a nice salary, get the right guy that he's comfortable with, uh, yeah. and, and to this point, you know, Scott's done a great job in hiring guys uh, that, that, that bring a lot to the table. And he's proven yeah. that with the baseball hire, the football hire, and certainly the hire of Kim Mulkey. You're right, John Brady. Um, all right. Um, I know that I mentioned Xavier Pinson. I mentioned Darius Days. I mentioned Terry Eason. They've got to play their normal game. They've got to give you the production. Who's the one other player that you really need to see perform and perform well for this team to, as they say, survive and advance? Well, you know, Efton Reed's played pretty well the last couple of games. If Efton Reed and and, and Murray just do – Get them six or eight points, I think, will be advantageous. I don't think we need a lot of points to beat this team. So okay. if the, the, the three that you just mentioned, if they do their thing 
and 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 Reed can contribute a little bit like he's done lately, and Murray can get some baskets. I think that's going to be enough to win the game, provided that we, we, we take care of the ball and don't turn it over easily and allow that team to score easy baskets, which they need, they're going to need in order to beat LSU tonight. John, I can't thank you. You've always been so accommodating to us. We greatly appreciate it. I hope I get to talk to you next week, which would mean we have survived in advance and we're in the Sweet 16. That would be really, really special. Uh, Good luck. Have fun uh, and call a great game like you always do, buddy. Thank you so much. All right, my friend. See you. You take care. John Brady live from Milwaukee. Again, LSU and Iowa State 620-ish tip tonight. Ooh, it's a fun, fun time. Are you ready to feel the excitement of the NCAA tournament like never before? Well, turn your team's victory into your own big win with DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on college hoops with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code 1037GAME. Bet $5 on any college Hoops team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code 1037GAME this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 or older, physically present in Louisiana. Availability varies by parish. Eligibility restrictions apply. Minimum $5 deposit. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles. Gambling problem? Call 1-877-770-STOP. That's 1-877-770-7867. It's all between the ears. Is this team mentally ready to go? That's going to be the question. They're a better team than Iowa State. Are they ready to go? Are they all for one and one for all? If they block the distractions, do they just want to go out and ball? If they do that, take care of the ball. Don't turn it over. Don't get silly fouls and then foul trouble early. Keep your main core on the court. Tigers will be just fine. But you never know who to thunk the Peacocks from St. Peter's would have beaten the mighty Big Blue of Kentucky. Who would have thunk it? Not this cat. Not at all. Who's going to open up the SEC baseball weekend in the best fashion? Is it going to be the Tigers or the Aggies? Where? What are these LSU Tigers all about? Ben McDonald joins us next, and we will find out right here. The Jordy Helpert Show, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, the game, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Jordy Holtenberg is known far and wide as the Blonde Bomber. For the perfectly feathered golden mane he rocked back in the day at LSU. Just let your Just let it shine through. The hair may not be as golden or as long, but Jordy is still making a name for himself. 
back to more of the Jordy Holtberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Back, time to talk baseball, and uh, nobody knows baseball better than Ben McDonald, the uh, Golden Spikes Award winner. Uh, that's the Heisman Trophy of, of of baseball, and of course, the number one pick in the MLB draft. Why do they got to talk about my hair, Ben? You, your hair, you, you've got iconic hair, man. What's up with that? I remember the blonde bomber myself. I was a blonde bomber fan. I was in high school, Jordy, when you were hooping it up at LSU, but. I wanted to be like you, man. I wanted to shoot it from way outside and and, uh, and have a little Drano from the outside. So I always wanted to be the blonde bomber, man. When I was oh, you're you're way too kind, way too kind. Uh, boy, this NCAA tournament's crazy. Um, but let's talk baseball because the uh, the thirty game grind of SEC play begins tonight. Texas A and M coming to Alec Box Stadium, Skip Bertman Field, six thirty first pitch. Uh, the Tigers are sixth ranked in the country they're 14 and three what what is this tell me about this team how would you describe them well i think it's in a lot of ways kind of what we thought we might get jordy we, we knew the offense had a chance to be dominant i think at okay. times this year it has i mean look they're averaging nine and a half runs a game I, I now and again the competition hasn't been great but still right. you go around the league and nobody's played a lot of great competition to this point so You'll soon find out who you are. But the offense has been good for me. Look, the team batting average well over 300. I mean, nine and a half runs a game. I think those are great numbers. I think the downside to the offense is what me and you have talked about a lot, is it is still in today's standards of college baseball, it is a young offense. I wouldn't have said that five years ago, but when you get a five-round draft like you did a couple years ago and everybody got a year back from COVID, now Mm -hmm. if you're a true sophomore, and I mean a true sophomore, second year on campus, you're still considered young in a lot of ways. LSU superstars are all young. You talk about Barry and Morgan and Cruz, all second year on campus. And even when you go a step further with Doty, I mean, just his second full year, too, you know, because of COVID. Mm -hmm. So it's a young, explosive, but I call them young and dangerous because that's what they are. They can put up some runs in a hurry, but also I think they can get in a rut and they can get in a little bit of a funk from time to time, too. For me, the pitching has been kind of what we thought it would be. Um, I I like what I've seen. We knew going into this, there would be a lot of kind of bulk stuff, and we've seen that, you know. Now, the big question is Blake Money, you know, and Now, if Blake Money can't continue, and there's rumor that he's obviously not pitching tonight is what I'm hearing, but he could go tomorrow night. So if he takes his turn and he's okay, I still like LSU's chances in the West. Now, if Blake Money goes down, Jordan, we don't see him for a while, or he pitches tomorrow, then we don't see him for three or four weeks. I think the LSU has some some problems there. But all in all, you know, look, Razelman has been really good. He's been a nice surprise toward the back end. I mean, I like Fontenot. Gervais, the big six-foot-ten reliever, has been really good. To Riley Cooper, Bryce Collins. So they're doing it in a bulk way. And so I kind of like what I'm seeing so far. It's an average, what I call an average SEC pitching staff with an above average offense. Okay. Um, you mentioned um, Morgan, Cruz, Barry. This may not be a fair question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Who do you think has uh, all three are going to get drafted when their time comes and they're going to be drafted highly? Who's the best pro prospect? Uh, it, there's no doubt about who the uh, Dylan Cruz is the best pro 
pro prospect of the three. And the reason is, Jordy, you know, you hear the, the five-tool thing thrown a lo- okay. around a lot in baseball. Dylan Cruz really has truly five tools. You know, the hit tool, being able to hit from power. He can run with anybody. He's really good at defense, and he's got a good arm out there, too. And so, you know, he's a real five-tool guy. Jacob Berry, I love the bat with him. But for me, he's got to find a position. Now, I'm talking about at a pro level now. He's got to right. find a real position that right. he can land on. Um, I like Dylan Cruz because of the power and everything that he brings. Now, if you talk about strictly bat-to-ball skills and maybe the best hitter of the bunch, I might give that to Trey Morgan. I think his bat-to-ball wow. skills are as good as anybody's in the country. I, look, wow. Jordy, when you step in as a true freshman like he did last year and against the best competition in the SEC like he did in 30 games, he hit 390 out of the leadoff spot as a true freshman with the competition LSU played last year. Uh, that says a lot about Trey Morgan. So I like Trey Morgan. But, look, I think all three of them are big leaguers. They're all going to wear a big league uniform at some yeah. point in time in their career. Ben McDonald with us, um, LSU versus Texas A&M SEC uh, opener. Um, Giovanni DiGiacomo, I, you got to leave him in the lineup the way he's been playing of late, right? He didn't start the season off, but, man, he's coming up with the bat. He's coming up with great defensive plays. And with a team that's been a little error prone, uh, he's been kind of reliable out there, hasn't he? Yeah, he has, Jordy. And, look, he, he's put Jay Johnson on notice saying, Coach, I want to play, and I want to play every game. And when he's gotten his opportunities, he has performed. In the last few games, he's been out there in right field. There's no doubt it makes the defense better in the outfield when he's in the outfield because Cruz and Giacomo can really go get it. Both of them can throw with Gavin Dugas over in left field. Of course, that moves Jacob Berry over to third base, and it squeezes out Merrifield, you know, who has done a solid job over there at third base. But I can see a platoon situation there. You know, I can see when LSU maybe faces a lefty, you may see Merrifield in the ball game playing third and Berry out in the outfield. But when LSU faces right-handers and you got the left-handed bat of Giacomo, I think that's kind of what you're going to see until somebody really just takes the job for sure and says that I want it all the time. But I don't think you can go wrong with either one of those combinations. But to me, the Giacomo deserves to be in the ball game this weekend because he has performed well as Blake. Your picture, you you had Mike Bianco as your battery mate. Um, the catching position is so important. We got one that's hurt. We got two others that have played. They've done well. But who's the best catcher? Who's got to be in there when these games count? Well, I still think Alex Malizo is the best defending catcher, and you'd love to have him this weekend. And the reason why, Jordy, Texas A&M is not a great offense, but what they do do well, they like to run. They were top five in the league last year in stolen bases. They're fourth right now in stolen bases. So that's the way they score runs. So you'd love to have Malizo in the game this weekend. It doesn't appear that he's going to play. The knee is still nicked up a little bit. So now it's up to you know Hayden Travinsky and Tyler McManus, the two-headed monster that LSU has now, who both are considered offensive catchers to really step their game up on defense and be able to control the running game. Okay, so if Blake Money doesn't start tonight, who do you think gets it? And um, and then I want to hear your thoughts on uh, Hilliard, who um, was kind of invisible and all of a sudden throws a gem the last time out. Yeah, well, from what I'm hearing, Ty Floyd goes tonight for LSU. They're going to move him into that number one role okay. tonight. I'm hearing through the grapevine that Blake Money may pitch tomorrow. Now, if he could pitch tomorrow, I don't know why he's not starting tonight, Jordan. That's a question I'm going to ask as soon as I get over there and I see Jay Johnson here in about an hour, you know. But I'm hearing that, 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 that Money may pitch tomorrow night and Hilliard on Sunday. 
I said this early in the year, and I still believe it to be true. I think Mikel here is the key for LSU from a starting pitching standpoint. You know, a freshman All-American four years ago went off the grid, in my opinion, two years after that. And then last year really emerged the second half of the season in a starting role for LSU and really helped pitch the LSU to where they got last year. I think he's got to be big because he has all that experience, Jordy. He's pitched a lot in the SEC. He knows what it's all about, and they need him. And, yes, it was a big outing for him. I think he took a no-hitter, went into the fifth or the sixth inning his last time out. He looked really good. And you hope that's something that he can build on because LSU desperately needs a matured uh, guy that's been around in McHale here to be in that weekend rotation. All right, Ben, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you. Let's go back 33 years ago, May of 1989. It's the NCAA Central Regional in Bryan College Station. The Aggies are are, um, in control. You've got to beat them twice to survive and advance to the College World Series on their home field. And you were a part of it. Your memories of that unbelievable unbelievable day in LSU baseball history. Well, Skip calls it his sixth national championship. That That's what he calls it, you know. And, uh, you know, look, A&M by far, uh, and everybody knows the story, was by far the number one team in the country. I think they were 56-5 and five or something going into that wow. tournament. Nobody could touch them offensively. They were averaging 12 runs a game. And, yeah, we, we lost early and had to come back through the loser's bracket. And, of course, nobody gave us a chance to knock off A&M twice. But Coach Berman kept telling us, Jordy, you know, the motivator, and you played for one of the best in the business, as I did too, and Dale Brown. And, he, and Berman kept telling us, guys, all the pressure is on A&M. They're supposed to win. We're not supposed to win. And he said, I promise you, if you guys can win game one, we will be in Omaha a week from a day. We will. We, they will fold up like sandwiches in game two, and that's kind of exactly what happened. You know, we were we got off to a good start, and the boys really scored some runs. And I pitched seven innings, and you know, in game one, and he came out and played left field. And had to, in case I had to go back in, and of course I got to save a couple hours later in game two that day. So wow. it was a busy wow. day for me, but one of the highlights of of my career for sure to go in there in that kind of environment and knock off. And in a lot of ways, Jordy, that was one of the big stepping stones that kind of got yeah. LSU baseball really in the forefront of college baseball nationally to pull off that kind of deal. And you know the success that came for that for the program after that. And they still don't like you in College Station. You go do a game over there, they, they let you hear about it, don't they? Yeah, Jordy, look, <laughs> the, the Twitter's probably going to light up because A&M fans this weekend, I got all three games, and I'm sure they're going to be, my God, is. Could anybody call the game but McDonald's? So I'm still going to get some of that, I'm sure, especially on Sunday when it's on the SEC network. But, hey, it is what it is. No hard feelings. I always tell them it was, it was just business. It wasn't personal. And it is That's what right. it is. And it was That's a long right. Time we love ago. you, Aggies. We do. We, we really do. But we still want to. We still want to beat you. Uh, A&M's not considered one of the top-tier SEC baseball teams, correct? So um, correct. if that is the case – um, nothing short of two out of three is not would not be sufficient for this LSU Tiger team this weekend, correct? Correct. Yeah, look, uh, it would be a, a tragedy if LSU doesn't win two out of three. It couldn't have worked out any better for LSU. You open up at home against the team in Texas A&M that's rebuilding. I mean, Jim Schlossnagel is coming in. He's a hell of a coach, Jordy. He comes from TCU where he took the Horn Frogs right. to five World Series. Never won one, but five World Series in the last ten years. He's a heck of a coach, but he's rebuilding. The cupboard was a little bit bare at A&M when he got there. This offense for them is ranked pretty much dead last in the SEC in every category from 
home runs to runs per game to batting average. Doesn't mean they can't beat you because we know in baseball it's a crazy sport. But offensively, they are not very good, Texas A&M. Now, what they do have, Jordy, is they got three real guys on the on the weekend. Their rotation is pretty good, and you'll see Detmer tonight and Micah Dallas tomorrow and Ryan Prager on Sunday. And all three of those guys can really pitch it a little bit. So LSU will have their hands full, but I like their chances. And yes, they must win two out of three this weekend. I think that's key. And if they play well, Jordy, they could pull off a sweep, which would be huge for LSU with the gauntlet that they're going to face in the upcoming weeks coming up with Vanderbilt and Florida and Mississippi State and Ole Miss and on and on and on. So it'd be a big weekend, a big start for LSU, and you like the fact they're at home. All right, Ben McDonald will be on the call of uh, the game for the SEC Network Plus. It's at 6.30 tonight, 6 o'clock on Saturday, and the finale, game three, 2 o'clock on Sunday. Ben, you're the best. Uh, Look, if they hire me to be the basketball coach for a year, I'm bringing Macklin, and I'm going to ask you. uh, We're going to have the M&M boys, Macklin and McDonald as my assistants, and uh, we'll pay you more than the coach from the St. Peter's Peacocks who went off and beat to the Kentucky Wildcats. How about that? That's crazy, Jordy. I saw some of that game in it, but it's March Madness. You played in it. You know what it's all about. And it's a, it's a, look, it's the greatest time of the year for me. You got March Madness and college baseball conference yep. plays kicking off. It don't get a whole lot better than this. Have fun, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Anytime, Jordy. Take care of yourself. All right, my man, that's uh, Ben McDonald, Tigers and the Aggies. The Hangout Music Festival is returning this summer to Gulf Shores in the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles has your tickets to this epic weekend of music. You can score VIP passes by becoming a member of the Game Rewards Club at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. Don't miss the return of Hangout Music Fest featuring Post Malone, Halsey, and uh, Megan D. Stallion, just to name a few that's hangout music fest may 20th to 22nd in gulf shores when vip passes from the game southwest louisiana sports station if i get the job i may have to hire a coach that really knows what he's doing i wonder if i can get danny broussard to leave uh, st thomas more maybe pay him a little bit you know yeah we can make this work we can make this work all right the latest stuff when we return the jordy helpert show 1037 lafayette 1041 lake charles southwest louisiana sports station Jordy Holberg was draining three-pointers with ease way before steph curry came on the scene or was even born now back to the Jordy Holberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. All right, we are back at 52 minutes after the hour. Uh, my producer, James Mesh, sent me a text that said, um, Deshaun Watson's going to the to be a Cleveland Brown. I said, what? I thought he said they were out of the running. Well, according to NFL insider Ian Rappaport, uh, Deshaun Watson is going to get a fully guaranteed five-year, $230 million contract. That's $80 million more than the previous record for fully guaranteed money at signing, which was $150 million. Um, wow. Um, the Browns were told they were out, but apparently they never stopped recruiting him. Now they get Deshaun Watson. Wild. And so the Browns will now trade Baker Mayfield. I wouldn't mind Baker Mayfield as a saint. I don't know. Who's better, Baker Mayfield or Jameis Winston? 
Baker Mayfield took the Cleveland Browns to the to the um, conference championship game. And then la- and he threw, he was terrific. Then last year, had a down year. He was hurt a lot. Will the Saints make a run for him? Yeah. We'll talk with Larry Holder about that and much, much more coming up in hour number two. Um, but um, Deshaun Watson, the new quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. Wow. Who saw that one? At least it's over. According to Ian Rappaport, and he's pretty good at this stuff. So at least it's over and done. And now the Saints can figure out, is Jameis Winston, are his feelings hurt? Do they want him? Do they make a play for Baker Mayfield? We shall see. We shall see. Very, very, very interesting. Never a dull moment. The Game Clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com can help you with your um, your night out on the town. That's because once you become a member of our rewards club, you'll have the opportunity to win excellent prizes like a $50 gift certificate to the Half Shell Oyster House. We want to help you uh, out uh, and get you some delicious seafood, but you can only win that $50 gift certificate to the Half Shell Oyster House by joining the Game Clubhouse at 1037 thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. I got to believe Teron Armstead's gone now, right? Um, the dominoes are going to start to fall fast and furiously. Um, now the Saints have to decide, do we want Jameis Winston? Does Jameis Winston want the Saints? Do you want Baker Mayfield? What do you want? And the wheels and the dominoes, the Saints have had to have a backup plan. They couldn't have put all their eggs in that one basket um, without having a a, a fallback plan. So they tried. They put their best foot forward. Dennis Allen flew out to L.A. to meet with uh, Michael Thomas um, so they could get to know one another as they make their plans for the 2022 season. You know, he's on the defensive side. They don't really cross paths on the offensive side that much. So they got to get uh, acquainted and understand one another. And maybe he's asking Michael Thomas, do you think, uh, do you think Jameis is our guy? Do you want, do you want Baker Mayfield? We'll see. All right. Hour number one's in the books, a busy second hour. Stick around. This is the Jordy Helpert show, a Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. Hour number two on a fun-filled Friday, next. Live and local, this is The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station. Open for the end zone. It's a Saints touchdown. Streaming live on 1037 The Game mobile app and online at 1037thegame.com. This is the Jordy Holtberg Show. Hey, baby, we're going to be here all day. Call us up at 337-706-0111. I like this kind of party. Now, here's your host, Jordy Holtberg. It's hour number two of two, and away we go on this Friday, the 18th day of March. The year 2022, the NCAA tournament still continuing. Ohio State was a winner today over Loyola, Chicago, 54-41. Texas Tech, no trouble with a 35-point win over Montana State. Auburn with an 80-61 win over Jackson.
Jacksonville State games currently underway uh, with about a minute left. Purdue will advance. They, uh, they're up on Yale 78-53 at the half. Villanova 35, Delaware 25. And with 340 to go in the first half, my 10th seeded Miami, the, the, the U with a 27-16 lead over 7th seeded USC. But the story that seemed to never end apparently has come to an end. And it was like a thriller with a surprise ending. No, it wasn't the Atlanta Falcons. No, it wasn't the New Orleans Saints. Apparently, it was a team that was said, you don't have a shot. I'm not going to waive my no trade clause. But Deshaun Watson's going to be a Cleveland Brown. Timing is everything. And I'm so glad that I've got Larry Holder of The Athletic to join us on this Friday. Larry. What, what 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 happened? What 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 is going on here? How are you? It's uh it's amazing the timing with this, huh? <laughs> like yes. they just waited for me to come on, like and all of a sudden, <laughs> like a I bing, planned bang, this. Yeah, but it's uh, look, it's uh definitely a a weird change of course. Uh, I feel like we've actually seen this a couple of times just throughout free agency, just because I've I've been you know, following the league. And so it's, it, but it's uh, like, he's going to Cleveland. And I think at least uh, for, for, uh, for Saints fans, uh, you could breathe a sigh of relief and probably a couple of realms. One, he's not in the NFC and he's not right. with the Falcons, but also two, uh, there were definitely uh, people in New Orleans and Saints fans who are conflicted with uh, sure. a sure. what they would have to give up, and b just the nature of Deshaun Watson and everything kind of surrounding him, and so I think that's uh, uh, there are probably some people who are disappointed, but I, I bet you there are a lot of people who are actually kind of relieved. Okay, all right, now okay, so now that domino has fallen one way, still got to get a quarterback. Now um, Cleveland wants to trade Baker Mayfield. You still got Jameis Winston, I think unless his feelings have been very, very hurt, like Devontae uh, Adams for the Green Bay Packers got his feelings hurt, and he's taken his ball and gone elsewhere. And you've got Jimmy Garoppolo, who we still don't know what the 49ers want to do, and there's still some teams out there that need quarterbacks. So where do we go from here? I think that's a good question, which – is why you're asking it. I get it. <laughs> but also, I don't know if I necessarily have the great answer. Like, to me, I think uh, Jameis Winston still makes sense. Uh, okay. You're not giving up assets to go get him. Okay. But at this point, uh, Cleveland is probably going to be desperate to trade Baker Mayfield. So uh, if you want to make an offer for that, feel free. I, look, I, I was actually uh, – during that draft process, uh, at Baker's draft, I really liked him uh, in terms of talent. And, I mean, I get why he went number one overall. Uh, do I think that uh, just shifting around coaches, this, that, and the other, can the Saints work with him? I think they can. I mean, it's it's not like he doesn't have talent. I mean, there's definitely talent there. So I agree. Uh, I, th- I think they are going to have to explore Baker Mayfield, and I'm sure Baker Mayfield's agent is probably on the phone right now talking to Mick Loomis, trying to make this thing happen. So it's, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but what's the price? It's obviously not going to be anywhere near Deshaun Watson's price because Cleveland, like I said, is desperate now to trade him. Right. But right. still, uh, Jameis makes sense to me. Baker makes sense to me. I, I just feel like 
And you mentioned Jimmy Garoppolo. I feel like Baker has more upside than Jimmy Garoppolo. My eyes agree. Uh, but, agree. But he's also though a wild card. I mean, uh, you know, look, uh, Baker can look. He's done some immature things, and I think that's part of it. But it's also weird the reporting. Uh, specifically uh, from someone I know and definitely trust, uh, Chris Mortensen, from the Browns, they wanted a quote-unquote adult to play quarterback, yeah. and they went and got Deshaun Watson, who is uh, questionable, <laughs> in uh, to say the least, with, uh, with yeah. his off-the-field uh, uh, issues. Oh, I think that was just the Cleveland Browns saying um, we're going to do whatever we can because that doesn't make any sense. If, if you don't think Baker Mayfield is an, in, is an adult, how can you possibly think that Deshaun Watson is with all the things that are going on in his life? But anyway, um, don't you think Baker Mayfield's personality would just fit perfectly with uh, the who that nation? Don't you? I mean, he seems like a natural to me. In terms of you, if you like snark, guess what? You're going to get it. And Moxie, guess what? You're yep. going to get it. But how much does that follow up with his play? And I think right. look, there's no question he was hurt last year. Like, there is yes. zero question. I do think that affected him. And yet, I, I feel like if you get someone with that kind of talent and he comes to the Saints, I do think he would thrive. I really do. I uh, do but too. also, you're, now you're, you're arguing, okay. One number one overall pick versus another number one overall pick. Which True. one do you think has a higher ceiling? True. And I think that's uh, that. Look, it's it's a good question. Uh, to me, it's probably Baker. My eyes, uh, but still, I, he needs to be healthy. He could probably use a. a well, we know he's going to get a change of scenery, but still, I yeah. do think that the Saints can make him very good. And there's pieces around him, and I think he could be very good. But still, you still have to go out and get him. It's not going to cost as much to go get uh, him as opposed to Deshaun Watson. But still, I do think that the Saints, I, I feel like either one, if they got Baker or Jameis, I feel like that'd be good. But I do feel like there's a higher ceiling for Baker. I'm with you. I, I, I'm just going to, my feeling. I think Baker Mayfield wins more than Jameis Winston. In, in my humble opinion, with my naked eye, I just think he's a better fit for this. Um, okay, uh, nothing on Teron Armstead. I guess he was waiting to see who the quarterback was going to be, and if Deshaun Watson was that quarterback, maybe he stays. Is he a gone pecan now? I think he is definitely more gone than he was before, yeah. uh, which uh, I, I feel like – Somewhere, maybe like Miami would be a good fit for him uh, if he wants to, and if they're going to pay, then he could go there. Obviously, Miami is a uh, <laughs> a nice destination, but also they they have uh, big time issues on their offensive yeah. line. So Oof. that would probably be a place I would look. I know the popular place was maybe Cincinnati. Uh, I think they've done they've spent their money on offensive line, and they're going to kind of roll with what they have, but. Uh, yeah, it wouldn't it wouldn't stun me uh, at all if Teron now is uh, is gone. I mean, uh, me obviously Mar- Marcus Williams didn't wait, but I mean that wasn't contingent on offense. But still, uh, and if I'm Teron, well decorated career. Guess what? I'd go chase the money. There's zero yeah. question about it, and I wouldn't blame him for a millisecond. Actually, I I feel like he'd be foolish if he didn't. Yeah, I'm with you. 
He's put in his time. It's time to get the pay and uh, then go off into retirement. Back to Jameis Winston. How much interest do you think there is in from other teams? How much serious interest do you think there is for him? Well, I think there's definitely got to be some. Uh, probably with the Colts. I would think maybe in Seattle. I mean, there are definitely teams that need a quarterback. I mean, Drew Locke is not the answer in Seattle, and the Colts have yeah. no quarterback. So I think there's definitely some interest. But also, it's it's basically the same type of questions. I'm sure, actually, they're probably even more critical in those cities. Uh, do they think he could be their guy? We've at least seen him with the Saints. And yeah. yet, uh, look, they're great plays, and they're oh, you know, kind of <laughs> on the edge of yeah. your seat plays. And so uh, how much can you kind of um, – you know, bear with all that stuff. No, I, I do think that there is definitely some interest. Uh, I, I think more Colts than anybody else, uh, but still, uh, I, there's the Saints are now in competition mode, and of course, someone like Jameis, as opposed to Baker, you got to have to soothe Jameis's feelings. With look, we oh, want no doubt, guy. right? Yeah, so yeah. you kind of have to soothe that, and so it's a, uh, I like. Like you, I am as curious as anyone uh, how the Saints kind of move forward with this. I wonder how quickly something happens. I mean, I have no clue. I mean, it took forever for Watson to make up his mind, and everybody was on hold until he did. Now he has. How quickly? There's got to be a sense of urgency here because you got to get somebody uh, before they're all gone. It's got to be a sense of urgency because people are going to be coming after Baker. I mean, there's no question. I, I, yeah. I think it, there's no uh, to me. Look, he's when he when Baker is good, he's really good. Uh, but he could be really bad. But it, yeah. it, it's also the same sort of situation with with Jameis. Uh, at least I I do think that the Saints have to be the conversation with all this stuff uh, because it's not like the Saints are a bad team. I think that's what they got going for them. Uh, but still, it's. Uh, Jordy, I'm with you. It's funny. Uh, yesterday was St. Patty's Day. I was uh, I was <laughs> technically on on vacation. Technically today I'm on vacation, but because of you, you know, I, I got to do your show. Obviously, uh, with the uh, and, and the timing was wonderful. But still, it's uh, we're sitting here waiting. I mean, what can we do? Like it is a uh, it is such a bizarre scenario. And the Saints haven't had to deal with this for what 15 years, and then all of a sudden back to back off season. Right. Who's the quarterback? Right. Um, something tells me. I mean, they wouldn't have gone all out as they did to try and get Deshaun Watson with all the off the field issues and knowing how you know you're gonna you're gonna have some of your fan base that's gonna be totally against this. That tells me something that may they don't think. Jameis is the answer. I mean, it's, it's got to be the only reason, which tells me, man, let's go get Baker Mayfield. At least he's been proven. He took his team. He took the Browns to the to the champ AFC division around. I, I mean, they beat somebody and they lost a tough one to the Kansas City Chiefs. So, I mean, at least he's got some skins on the wall. I don't know if it's necessarily that they don't think that Jameis is the answer, but they probably feel like Deshaun Watson was worth it. Uh, in yeah. terms of overall play. Okay. Uh, Jordy, I literally had a pre-written column yesterday and told my editors, <laughs> if this train goes down, punch the column uh, about Deshaun being with the Saints. And part of it is definitely what you just addressed, for sure, that 
you don't have to be okay with it if the deal would have gone down because uh, he certainly comes with his baggage. And yet he was, statistically speaking, I, I like to lean on this website, Sports Info Solutions. Uh, they do a great job. Actually, a former St. Scout is, is someone who works here and does a, such a great job actually uh, crunching the numbers, scouting, and, and doing their own homework. Uh, that Sean Watson was the number one quarterback in the NFL in 2020, above Aaron Rodgers. And even in traditional wow. passer rating, he was still number two. So I think this was worth their let's take our shot. But yet, sure. I totally get it in, in the sense that, uh, look, it's uh, – it would have been a PR hit and could have been worse uh, in terms of he might not even play for some games and, and things of that There's nature. No but question. still, I think it might not be that they don't believe in Jameis, but they felt like, all right, Sean Watson, if there's a quarterback who's available, which this doesn't happen often, that they had to take a shot. And you could question it all you want. I totally get it, and I, I totally understand the questions. And I have the questions as well. But still, uh, I think it was maybe more worth shot than not maybe necessarily believing the change. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. So, I mean, it's crazy times. Uh, LSU fires their basketball coach. They're going into another tournament without their coach. And now the Saints are in a quarterback quandary. It's, uh, it's never a dull moment. But timing is everything. And I cannot thank you for on your vacation. By the way, how was the, uh, the St. Patty's Day parade? The fact that I'm here talking to you, I only got kind of a bruised thumb. I think I might have hyperextended my left thumb, which good thing is my throwing hand. And we've seen actually on the internet, my throwing hand is not great. Uh, so, uh, the fact that we're uh, we're good and we're talking, uh, we're in good shape. So, no, great Pat, St. Patty's Day here in New Orleans, no question. That's awesome. Well, go enjoy the weekend and uh, uh, let me know when the Saints have a quarterback, okay? Because I'll be in a volleyball <laughs> tournament yeah, out of right. town, so I won't I think, see uh, or hear anything. But uh, just about keep me in the loop. <laughs> yep, got it. <laughs> Thank you, Larry. Have a great Bye, weekend, buddy. buddy. All right, we'll take a quick time out here when we come back. Um, George Faust will join us. The Jordy Helfrich Show brought to you by Cajun Chef. You know, the Beard family right there in St. Martinville, a family-owned business for nearly nine decades, uh, putting out the same great products. Their, their Cajun Chef hot sauce, red or green, it is so good. I'm leaving town, going with my daughter. I've got a little small bottle of the red in my uh, in my car because they just don't cook food like we do down here uh, so I bring it with me because everything tastes better with a little Cajun chef hot sauce on it uh, George Faust will get the latest on the Cajuns when we return to the Jordy Helper show on the game 1037 Lafayette 1041 Lake Charles Southwest Louisiana Sports Station I want Baker I like Baker I really do all right we'll be back Time to open up the vault for the games this day in sports history. March 18, 1995, Michael Jordan announces he's leaving his baseball career and ending his 17-month NBA retirement. Jordan returns to the Chicago Bulls and helps lead the franchise to a second three-peat. That was this day in sports history. We now return to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. 
And we are back. The Jordy Hilford Show brought to you by Eon Smarter Body Contouring, backed by years of research by industry leading scientists and doctors. Eon, E O N, leverages innovative touchless technology to advance the laser aesthetic industry. State of the art robotic precision delivers laser energy and cooling simultaneously for a comfortable patient experience. It's the first robotic touchless laser body contouring device for non-invasive permanent fat loss. Eon of Lafayette and in the spring, Eon of Baton Rouge. Lose it forever. All right, it's Friday. It's fun time. Let's do it. There's no better way to wrap up the work week than talking with the man regarded as the king of Acadiana sports media, KLFY sports director George Faust. It's time for Fridays with Faust here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. George, good afternoon, my friend. Thanks so much for your time. How you been? Doing good, doing good. Uh, a lot going on with the golf tournament and all that stuff. So, and the basketball, and all, it's it's uh, it's still busy. <laughs> yeah, well, it never uh, it it never slows down. Uh, tell me about. Um, Tell me about uh, UL baseball. They open up Sunbelt play on the road against Troy. What do you think about uh, old Coach Deggs' club now? I, I think they're in good position, man, to, to, to really kind of uh, make a run. The, the, the thing I like about this team is, and it's something that I've seen from the start of the season, the most impressive thing I think about this team is that they're, they're, they're a bunch of guys who are going to go to the ball yard and they're going to scrap, you know. Yeah. They're going to they, they want to play, and if you if you don't come to play, they're going to take you down. And obviously, they can hit. They, 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 there's that uh, kind of uh, a little edginess to them, you know what I'm saying? And, and I think uh-huh. the team uh, in 2000 that got to the College World Series, I used to hear, always hear Tony Robichaud talk about that. How that team had that kind of uh, and you know. We should we should go play anybody anywhere in a parking lot or at Rosenblatt. It didn't matter where they were going to play; they were going to bring their all and, and be gritty. And that's the kind of feel I get from this team. And uh, and I think that's the way Coach Deggs likes it. And uh, look, they, they're able to hit the ball. I mean, Carson Rockefeller is, is the guy is the guy that stands out in your head. And when you're sitting there looking at the stats, he he leads the team batting average or has up until this point. And uh, he. They hit long balls, man. They, uh, they, what's the saying? Chicks dig the long ball. Well, there, there should be a lot of chicks at the ballpark because it looks like the Cajuns are going to have a team that, that, that can stroke it there. Uh, George Faust, uh, sports director from KLFY. Uh, Cajuns are 9-7 and seven overall. They're on a two-game win streak. 7-4 uh, and four at home, so the, the Teague hasn't been the friendliest. They're 2-0 and oh away from home, so maybe it's good that they're, they're getting out. They'll take on Troy tonight. First pitch is at uh, 6 p.m. i got to be honest with you, I don't know anything about Troy, um, but they're in the <laughs> conference, so it's important. Um, and, and we'll see what happens from there, but uh, uh, nothing like the present to make things happen. Meanwhile, softball, uh, man, I, I tell you what, they have played a brutal schedule of their losses. They lost two to Alabama. 
They lost two to LSU, and they lost two to Texas, all highly ranked softball clubs. So uh, they ought to be ready as they open. Well, they've already opened up um, Sunbelt play. They won two out of three against Georgia State. They get Georgia Southern in Statesboro for three this weekend. Yeah, you know, the thing about the Kings, it, they're, they're young, right? I mean, there's, there's, a, uh, there's just a, uh, a kind of a growing pain period, I think, that they're going through right now. And uh, obviously you have uh, pitchers that, that are very good, but they're young except for Kendra Lamb. But uh, Megan uh, Shoreman, she's, she's one of these pitchers that, you know, Coach, Coach uh, Glasgow goes to her um, a lot when, when, when they need, you know, when they need an out. It seems like he's called other, uh, um, and uh, Sam Landry is the other uh, young pitcher that they have. And look, they're gonna, I, they're gonna be fine in in Sunbelt play. They might, they might not be what most Cajun fans are accustomed to, which is total domination of the Sunbelt uh, this year. But they, from from all indications, this team is good enough. They'll make it to a regional appearance. And then if you keep everybody together that you can keep together in a year, uh, they're going to be probably a super regional team. And once you get to a super regional, you know, all bets are off. You never know what can happen um, with regards to that. But the, I think the biggest thing is that they've played those games and they need those games to get their yeah. RPI up so that they can right. catch the attention right. of the committee. Um, unfortunately, they, they didn't even pull off one win. And I think that first Texas game is a little deceiving. They lost that game 10-2, to but that game was 2-2 into the sixth inning. And uh, just a couple of uh, mis- misplayed balls in the outfield. I mean, in the, you know, in the field, and it was it was a situation where they it compounded, and Texas was able to put a, put up six runs in one inning or seven runs in one inning, and that was that was the end of that contest. But it was very that, that score is deceiving. It wasn't as close as the game. I mean, the Cajuns were in both of those games very much so to the end, and uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I think it's just a matter of growing up a little, and okay. uh, coach. Glasgow knows that, too. I think the fans understand it as well. George Faust, KLFY sports director. Okay. Um, away from all of that, did you hear that the, the latest NIL deal involving college football? Um, last week, a high school junior, high school junior, signed an NIL deal that could be worth up to Eight million dollars, George. What are we doing? Can I go back to high school? Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing? High school junior and what, what, eight what, million dollars. What are we doing? What sport was he using? Football. Football. Yes. Where's he going to college? I, 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 they uh, won't. They uh, won't say his name. They won't say anything about where he's going. Remember, we all we couldn't believe Bryce Young at Alabama. Uh, Saban said over the summer he hadn't played it down hardly. Now he ends up winning the Heisman Trophy. Got a deal for a, a, a close to a million. 
This kid's a junior right. in high school, $8 million. Something's got to be done here. This is crazy. So does he quit high school now? He goes straight to college? <laughs> yeah. Does, like, he, does he play like a – does he opt out of his last year yeah. so he doesn't get hurt? I mean, what are we doing? I mean, look, I'm not – Joe Charles, who plays for the Cajuns basketball team, he, he opted out of his senior year, but that was more because of injury. He got injured, didn't want to get re-injured in his senior year in high school, and then went and played freshman year, his freshman year for the Cadence. He, I, I guarantee he didn't get anything near that if he got any NIL deal. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, opting out. But... Well, the, the identity of this latest winner is a mystery. Um, in exchange for a peek at the contract, uh, the, this, the athletic agreed to withhold the athlete's name, um, which is kind of funny uh, since the name is primarily a key to the name, image, and likeness. Uh, call it the, um, right. the IL deal. So since we don't know the name, it's just going to be the image and likeness alone for $8 million, George. Man, I want to go uh, back to uh, high school. Yeah, I hear you. That's that's that is uh, very uh, interesting. Hey, we've got an LSU U uh, LSU Ole Miss uh, rivalry brewing at the Louisiana Open uh, this afternoon too. Ooh, tell me about ben, it. Ben Taylor, former LSU Tiger, he's he's yep. uh, at the end of the first day. He was in second, tied tied for second, and uh, Braden Thornberry is uh is is one of the leaders that I don't know if he's that leading at this point I haven't looked at the the numbers just yet but he's an old miss guy and uh yeah so there might be a an LSU old miss uh, battle at the Chittimacha Louisiana Open yeah. <laughs> come to, this weekend I got so, my, I got uh, my money on the Tigers as usual George <laughs> <laughs> have yourself a great weekend buddy thank you for your time as always man be good all right man thanks so much talk to you later all righty. Go ahead, Cody. James. Tune in next week to Jordy Holdberg for Fridays with Faust here on The Game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Thank you, James, very much. We'll take a quick time out here, but first, I've got to read something here. Uh, let's see what I what, what have I not read today. I uh, did that. I did that. Oh, yeah, the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station wants to give you a chance to score the ultimate crawfish boil, brought to you by J&J Exterminating, Kramer Equipment, and Cody's Crawfish. You can win two sacks of live crawfish, a pot and burner, ice chest, tumbler, chairs, a $500 Visa gift card, and tickets to an Astros game. Sign up today for the Game Rewards Club at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com so you can score the ultimate crawfish boil from J&J Exterminating, Kramer Equipment, Cody's Crawfish, and the game. 1037 Lafayette, 104 one Lake Charles. Um, we've been off the past couple of Fridays because of basketball games, tournament games, but George Becknell joins us next and we'll we'll talk about a bunch of stuff when we return. The Jordy Helper Show, The Game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. It's Friday, baby. Here we go. The Jordy Holberg Show prides itself on settling for nothing less than the best. You're simply this thing has a variety of nauseating aspects to it. Jordy has the best takes, the best guests, and let's be honest, the best nickname. The Blonde Bomber is cool as hell. I agree. All right. Let's play ball. 
Back to only the best on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Saw them in the uh, at Endymion. Ugh, what a performance. Maroon 5. Wow. Spectacular. Welcome back. 36 minutes after the hour. Um, the big news. Uh, Deshaun Watson going to Cleveland. And on the college front, Eli Holstein, one of the top college football quarterback recruits just announced that he is uh, opening up his recruitment again. He had committed to Texas A&M, but he's opening it back up. And um, because with all the recent coaching changes and new opportunities, I'd like to open my recruitment back up. So Eli Holstein, yeah, you never know. All right. It's been a while. It's been a while. I mean, we've been off the past couple of Fridays because of other things, whether it be baseball, LSU baseball, or LSU basketball in the SEC tournament. So the the group is back together. Let me welcome him back, George Becknell. My goodness, George, how have you been? Jordy, I'm, I've, I've been fantastic, man. I've been I've been, I've been missing all our, our Friday get-togethers, but you know, I'm I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm good. I, I got to be honest with you. I didn't mind having a couple of Fridays off just to be just to be brutally <laughs> honest with you. I missed you, but uh, you know, it's, yeah, you, know I mean? I you feel me, right? I feel you, but but look, I'm inspired by your T-shirt, man. You you got the got the greatest of all time. That's t-shirt. what I put on there. That's it. That's it, man. Hey, man um, greatest sports show of all time. I, there I'm you with go. It. I, I'm, I'm behind it. Man, your checks in the mail, man. Checks in the mail. Okay. Um, Deshaun Watson, Saints made a valiant effort. I want to know your thoughts when you heard that initially, and now your thoughts when it's, we find out that apparently Cleveland just kept pursuing and pursuing and offered him so much money he couldn't say no. So so my thoughts initially was I was happy the Saints were getting aggressive and, being, and, and going after him because – I've always thought highly of him as a quarterback. I thought he was the best quarterback in his class. I, I still think he's a better pure quarterback than than Mahomes, who's like relying on athleticism. Okay. But I, I think, you know, the Saints, you need a franchise quarterback. I feel like the Saints got everything else but a franchise quarterback. So I like them going after it. You know, now I, I first got the news, I was aggravated, but <laughs> – I, I think it works for Deshaun Watson. I think he's in a good situation. They went out and got uh, Amari Cooper. They got a solid offensive line. They got a good run game. They got a solid defense. Oh yeah. Um, I think it's a good situation. And and look, unless unless you know address the elephant in the room, Cleveland is a boring city. You know he he's not going to have True. a bunch of temptation around him. That's you know, like point. he might be. You know, he goes to New Orleans or Atlanta, strip club capital of the world. That, you know, he, he might have some, you know, some extracurricular activities. I wonder, I wonder if the NFL said, look, dude, um, you may want to steer clear of Atlanta. New Orleans got a lot of nightlife and all that. You may you yeah. go to Cleveland. We may lessen this a little bit on you. I, I don't know. It could be. And he got, a, and he got the most guaranteed money in history. Yeah. So... I mean, it, it works out for him. Hats off to him. Okay. A part of me is glad that the Saints didn't get the deal done because they get to keep a lot of what they have. Okay. James, let me bring you in here. Um, no, and I'm going to ask you the same question there, uh, George. No uh, Deshaun Watson now. You've got Jameis Winston that you've seen. You know Cleveland's going to want to trade Baker Mayfield. So, James, of those two, who do you want? 
to be the Saints quarterback? For me, I'd rather Jameis since we have the familiarity, but I also what I was seeing reports that Baker wants to go to the Colts and if Baker is to be traded, which he's going to be, it would be either the Colts or the Seahawks. So I don't know if it's very likely that the Saints would be able to get him. Well, you can't re- you can't value all these reports because all the reports said it's going to be Atlanta or New Orleans. That's it. So until I hear and see otherwise, we shall see. Uh, George, Jameis, or Baker Mayfield? Man, I, I'm just watching Odell Beckham in the playoffs last year looking like he was freed from prison from not playing with Baker Mayfield. Um, Jameis is going to be the most affordable guy. I think Jameis played well enough last year. The Saints aren't a passing first football team anymore. They're a defensive ball club who run the ball well. I think Jameis is good enough to get us where we need to go for the right price. So I would say Jameis over Baker Mayfield. Okay. Uh, I'm going to be the contrarian here, and I'm going to say Baker Mayfield is a a fit. Uh, Not only – Look, last year he was hurt. I think everybody in the world knows he was hurt, and he wasn't nearly 100%, but he still played. Um, the year before, he had a great year. Nobody was complaining about Baker Mayfield two years ago. He was putting up huge numbers, got his team deep in the playoffs. Uh, he was injured, but he still played. I, I think he has that moxie. I, I, kinda, I like him, personally. I don't know if the Saints are going to go after I have no clue. No clue. But I would prefer... Baker Mayfield, I think he's a better fit here. Um, just that's just my two cents worth. We shall see. All right. Um, NCAA basketball tournament, George. LSU's a better team than Iowa State, but are they going to be mentally into this thing? What do you think about the game? Well, Jordan, it, it, it just depends on what team shows up. You know, LSU's going to either be like defeated. And uh, upset that Will Wade is no longer there because that was a little unexpected. Or they're going to play some, you know, some extremely motivated, you know, strong to we're together versus the yeah. world type of basketball. So I'm thinking it's more of that than them being frustrated. A lot of guys got an opportunity to make a name for themselves. Is the big dance? I think they come out and they play a hell of a game, and I think they get this done. Okay. James, um, I know it's all so hard to figure. We'll find out the first four or five minutes, I think, of the game. We'll see sure. what, what LSU team is is there mentally. If they are mentally in it, I think they win it. What do you think? I think they're going to come out strong like they did against Missouri. I think it'll kind of play out the same as that game did, and it'll kind of feel like, oh, they had it in control the whole time, but it toward the end it got a little closer. I think they'll ultimately okay. beat Iowa State, but I am worried about their next matchup, whether it be Wisconsin or Colgate, which I believe Wisconsin would win that game. I think Wisconsin will win it. I, I like LSU's matchup. Uh, Wisconsin's a good club. But, uh, don't mistake me. And I'm not I'm not putting the, the cart before the horse. Got to get this first one. Uh, but I like that second-round matchup. I really, really do. So uh, so we'll see. George, who's, who's your pick for the new coach of LSU? And don't say me because I would be too good for it and they couldn't afford me. But who? What kind of coach are you looking for? I, I mean, Jordan, I, I thought I thought you'd have LSU as the best free throw shooting team in America, man. We get we we need a little bit of that stroke, baby. But, uh, <laughs> but 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 all jokes aside, I, you know, I've been hearing Damon Stoudemire's name thrown around a little bit. That's a guy I, I respect a whole lot. Um, hmm. 
I've That's watched him play in the big dance. I haven't I've heard watched of him it. play for the Blazers. Yeah, I'm, you know, I haven't I, heard so his seen, name. So okay. I, out of the names I've heard, he would be the most uh, the most exciting, a younger guy who could probably relate to the players. I, I would like someone like that. But I do know this. What, what Scott Woodard has been doing as athletic director, I'm I don't have a I don't have a worry in the world. I know yeah. he's gonna go again and get somebody great. But I'd like a guy like a Damon Stoudemire person. It's not gonna be a two and a half million dollar check. It's gonna be more than that. Um yes. because you don't know what sanctions are coming. Um money always talks and a coach that comes in here, a proven coach, will be able to say, Okay, uh, we've got this penalty. The the big thing, and we talked with John Brady earlier in the program, and I agree totally. Uh they can survive anything from a team perspective if they don't get the probation, not no postseason play. Um, if they get that, now you're gonna how are you gonna assemble a team? Because most of these players, you know, they they want to get one year and they want to go to the league or they want to go to the G League or they want to go to Europe. They want to get out of here. So it's gonna be interesting to see, but you gotta hire a coach before you know what those penalties are gonna be. Yeah, that, that's that's the unfortunate situation, you know, because I, I think it would be fair for, you know, just come down with the penalties and let the new guy know what he's getting himself into. Yeah. But you're right. LSU's got to write a big check. Money hasn't been an option, especially as of late. So I, I, I'm excited. But, yeah, I'm hoping we don't get the, the postseason penalty. But, hey, Ben Simmons was the number one overall draft pick without a postseason appearance. So yeah. you never know. That's true. That's true. James, I, I believe that they need to um, really uh, be harsh. I hate to say it because he's a friend of mine, but they need to be harsh on Will Wade and uh, Bill Armstrong, the two coaches that were fired by LSU. And I think they need to, rather than probation and no postseason play, uh, slap a pretty heavy fine, hit LSU where it hurts, and that's in the wallet. What do you think of those penalties? I mean, that's definitely fair. I mean, LSU is always going to have money. People are always going to be giving to the university, so it's not going to be the worst thing in the world, but I would say that's a good substitution as to just completely eliminating any playoff contingent they would be able to have in future okay. in future seasons. Um, Will Wade's going got, got a coach in the NBA now. He as a like an assistant or a scout. He he can't get a job in college anymore, George. No, he absolutely can't. I mean, you know, you, you can't. Number one, you can't trust somebody like that with with young people yeah. who's willing to cut corners and. And, and, and I think highly of Will Wade, but the rules are the rules. Yeah. Now so you, you can, can't. You can't do that. Now you can pay players with this NIL, which takes me to the next story. And I talked with this earlier in the program. Did you hear about the kid? He's a he's a high school junior, and he signed a contract for an NIL deal worth up to eight million dollars a high school junior that is a football player eight million dollars this is getting ridiculously out of control well unless it's my son then i'm like yeah come on yeah right but i'll be honest with you jordan i think it's going to strengthen college football and college basketball because if you got guys that's making that much on nil deals then there's less pressure to leave early you know, True. so I, I actually like it. 
I, I don't know who the kid is because they protected his name. I don't know what school uh, or what where he's going, but eight million. How do you compete yeah, with that? Crazy. LSU doesn't have enough donors that can compete with that. <laughs> you you really can't, you know. And it's and and if you're that kid, like how do you how do you be normal in school? You know, yeah. who, 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 you you see that the lunch table with everybody else, you got eight million dollars in your pocket like what do you what do you do let me me borrow a regular kid james it's a contract you think the the contract calls for him to stay in school for four years well football you got to stay at least three basketball just one and you can leave but it's got to be like a a four-year deal don't you think james i would think he would have to stay at least two years at that university and yeah. you, you you won't you don't know his name, but I'm sure they aren't given an image either. So it's pretty much just a L contract. Yeah, it's just a likeness contract. Yeah, you can't you can't enter the transfer portal. You can't do this. You can't do that. And if you adhere to these rules, here's eight million. Junior in high school, sure, <laughs> sure, no problem, no problem. Um, all right, uh, George LSU baseball opens tonight. Southeastern Conference play Texas A and M. You got any feel for this baseball team? Because I don't. I, I don't. Um, I, they they haven't been as consistent, you know. I'm still I'm still tripping on the, the Louisiana Tech loss and everything like that. But I, they they played well a little bit lately. Um, they came out. They played well against Tulane. I, I'm confident in them. I think it's just coming together. But they, you're right, Jordan. They don't have an identity yet. Um, so we'll see. But I'm I'm very optimistic. Okay. Um, James, what do you think of uh, the Cajuns baseball team? They've they kind of been up. they kind of been down a little bit. Uh, their record, I don't think, is what they had expected it to be. What kind of team does Coach Deggs have? I think they're still trying to figure out their team since Deggs did start the season off the schedule a lot more challenging than a lot of other teams would. So I'm not totally surprised. Yeah. That they are only at nine and seven when you feel like they could be 11 and five, 12 and four. I'm not super worried about it. I know they've had a hiccup game here and there where even game two last Saturday, the one that I went to, they had a, they had a bunch of weird stuff go on. Like I didn't know what a bulk was until that day <laughs> when, when Julian Brock, the catcher, did it twice in the first inning. Kevin Foote had to explain this to me. I was like, wait, why is he going? Why is he going to second? What happened? And I learned, oh, it's because like when you pump fake. But yeah, and the catcher also didn't let the ball go foul on a bunt, even though it was curving super hard, and he just picked it up inches away from it being called foul. And then Heath Hood, outfield, he he could have had an easy pop fly, but he kind of drifted away from it a little bit and bounced out his glove. And there's just a bunch of weird stuff going on. So it's a little, it's a little inconsistent. But I'm not super worried about it since we're still trying okay. to figure everything out. You are what your record says you are. That's all. I, that's what a Bill Parcell said. Uh, real quick, um, George, no Brandon Ingram, but you got C.J. McCullen. You may not have Devontae Graham. Uh, big, important game for the Pelicans taking on the Spurs. I think the Pels have to win it to keep their pace and keep the Spurs away from them. What do you think about tonight's ball game? Oh, Jordan, CJ McCullough, they got Herbert Jones and Valentine Tunis. I think they'll be fine. And, okay. and look, they, and, and as long as the Lakers keep blowing games and losing, I think they'll be okay. 
So I'm confident. I like it. We're out of here, George. Thank you so much, man. Great seeing you. Have a great weekend, James. Thank you. We'll be back to wrap it up after this. Time out on the Jordy Helpert Show. All right, welcome back. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook. Use promo code 1037GAME. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win their game, and you can get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code 1037GAME this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 or older, physically present in Louisiana. Availability varies by parish. Eligibility restrictions apply. Minimum $5 deposit. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Licensee partner, Golden Nugget Lake Charles. Gambling problem, call 1-877-770-STOP. If today's your birthday, March 18th, happy birthday from all of us to all of you you share it with. From Maroon 5, Adam Levine. Boy, can he go. He is 43 years young. Good luck to all your teams. James, thank you so much. Thanks to John Brady, Ben McDonald, Larry Holder, Josh Faust, George Becknell. And thanks to you for listening in. And thanks to our partners that make it possible each and every day. Hope you have a great Friday and even better weekend. Come on back Monday, same time, same station. Until then, I'm Jordy Helpert. Stay thirsty, my friends. Do everything you can to stay healthy, my friends. And by all means, let's be happy, my friends. So long, everybody. Thank you.